My grandmother never talked to me. She talked at me, and she did that sparingly. She died when I was in my 20s, and I can honestly say we never really communicated. I remember her as rather severe. She bore 10 children and raised them on a Midwestern farm in the first half of the 20th century, around 100 years ago. How difficult could that have been? Those were the days of washboards, cob-fired cook stoves, tub baths, and outhouses. Maybe that's why she didn't have too much time for me and for perhaps the other grandchildren. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Dal Lowry. When I was perhaps 10 years old, I stayed with my grandparents at various times for a few days. They kept horses for a sail barn. It was the perfect place. I could always ride horses, different horses. They had lots of pasture, and the Iowa River ran right through their farm. They milked cows and had a big barn. One day my grandpa said, Stay out of the barn. A cow is having a calf today. Of course, after breakfast, I went directly to the barn. Up in the haymow, I found a place where I could look down through the hay chute and have a perfect view of the birthing process. It was an amazing thing, and I watched from beginning to end. At lunch, I could not keep quiet. Over meatloaf and mashed potatoes, I described in detail what I had witnessed. I remember my grandparents remaining absolutely silent. They didn't tell me to be quiet, nor did they encourage the story. We never talked. I smile whenever I think of my colorful description. How did they hold a straight face? I painted a pretty graphic picture. The relationship we have with our granddaughter today is the exact opposite. She's 12. We talk. We talk a lot. She talks. We talk. We listen. And recently, she has learned to listen also. She asks questions. During our last phone conversation, we talked of profanity in the halls of her junior high school. We also talked of genres of books, biography, science fiction, novels, mysteries, etc., I'm not sure how long we will be able to continue to communicate, but I hope it remains part of our relationship. Communicating across generations is something of a challenge that we retired people have to learn. There are no classes, college courses, or how-to books on this one. We must all invent our own method, or we can just let it happen if it does. I guess we all get a start through learning to communicate with our own children. This is done better by some than others. Some parents and kids talk. Some don't. I like to think we were among those who talked with our children. Hopefully, this will carry over one more generation. Talking with our own children was aided by the lack of television. We made a conscious decision to do without one. I always told my wife that the day I got a television and put it in the house is the day she can tell others that I find television programs more interesting than her and the kids. She should file for divorce. Of course, that was me as a young man talking. I've come to realize there are some good reasons for having a TV, although there is still no TV hookup to our house. When the kids were young, our dinner hours were always sacred. We all sat down to eat at the same time each day. 
We sat at a round table. I didn't want a head of the table in our house. It was a philosophical thing about fostering equality. We always, and I mean always, turned off all the lights in the house. We and our dinner were illuminated by a single candle. Focus was on the food and on the conversation. There was no hurry. There was no program coming up on the TV. There was no radio or music playing in the background. There was just conversation. With grandchildren today, I wonder about continuing to be able to relate. They are playing computer games at age two. They read of fantasy worlds of which I know nothing. I asked one of my grandsons what he was reading a few days ago, and he responded by saying he was reading a classic. I asked the name of the author. I had never heard of the guy. It was some type of horror story. We have different interests. We older folks need a plan of attack. Perhaps it is just a method of staying in touch via email, cell phone, Skype, webcam, or podcast. It is strange but true that our favorite method of communication with our 12-year-old grandchild is with snail mail. Just letters. Good old U.S. Post. Being concerned and aware of generational differences won't be enough to forge some sort of bond. I'm sure more effort is required. Seven years have passed since I wrote the above. We now have four grandchildren, ranging in ages 19 to 7. Our means of communication have changed. We now talk on the phone, since it is easy and practically free. We text on occasion. We video call so we can see each other and what new pictures, toys, gifts, or dance steps they may have acquired. Our oldest is attending college in our town and we meet for coffee one day a week. Then we walk to our home for a real dinner. We talk face to face. How great is that? We watch a video. The pictures we see on the screen make my description of the birth of that calf seem tame. Sometimes I find myself a bit embarrassed by the graphic sexuality. But times have changed. If we want to communicate, we had better be prepared to make some adjustments. My grandmother must be rolling in her grave. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.